Hi, today is May 22nd. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA and Shopify. Thanks. <laughs> I almost forgot. All right, uh, jumping straight into earnings here. Nothing much happening on Monday, uh, but before open on Tuesday, we got AutoZone. Uh, after close on Tuesday, you have Urban Outfitters, <laughs> Urban Outfitters Zscaler, Intuit, uh, Nordstrom. Before open on Wednesday, Dick Sporting Goods, Abercrombie and Fitch. After close on Wednesday, uh, you have Nvidia, Snowflake, Okta. American Eagle. Before open on Thursday, you have Best Buy, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, Burlington Coat Factory, as well as TD Ameritrade. After close on Thursday, you have Salesforce, Costco, Gap, Hewlett Packard, Ulta, Box, and Autodesk, and Dell. Uh, Before open on Friday, you have Big Lots. So a bit of news came out this week, um, especially about NVIDIA. Uh, having the four to one stock split pending a uh, shareholder vote. Um, stock splits are usually a good thing. Um, it gives provides more liquidity into the stock. Uh, if there's more shares to be traded and if the shares are trading at a lower price, um, I mean, it's just gonna invite more people to buy if they've ever been interested. There are definitely such thing as uh, fractional shares, though a lot of people don't know how to buy fractional shares. Some people prefer not to buy fractional shares. Um, so the price being split into four in exchange of just giving everybody four times the amount of shares that they have uh, is usually seen as a good thing. Um, and then AMD also announced a buyback program for their stock. I'm not sure if they have a specific price target in mind. Maybe they just buy it at some market price. Um, but if they uh, actually end up going through the buyback program, because it does say in like the fine print that they can cancel it or they can um, withdraw from the process at any time. So they don't have to commit to the full amount that they've committed to. Um, but it just seems like a really good spot for semis right now. And if you're a listener of the podcast, you guys and girls know like how, um, how much I like to trade the semis. Cause I just feel like it's one of those, one of the, like the industries that I really, um, not know the most in, because I feel like honestly, I, I actually, I'm more in tune with like retail, but it just being around tech, learning about the new advancements and just having the stock be, a like a side effect of just like learning more about the company like it's it's a good deal and i like the implied volatility already baked into semiconductors i like how it's growth oriented um and you know while nvidia doesn't pay a huge dividend it does still pay one and like it's it's hard to justify not having at least some money in semis, but don't let me sway you into going to semis and then having it gap down during earnings because you're just going to be like, oh, Judy, I thought you said that you, you couldn't see it going down. No, that's not why I said. <laughs> um, it's, it's a really nice bet if you are younger and you're starting to look for 
building like a stronger portfolio, one that isn't encompassed of only just options that eventually expire and that force you to pick a side that wins. Um, oh, but Judy, I'm just selling cash secure puts and I'm making millions of dollars. While that's not true that you're making a million dollars, it's just having some sort of long stock or just having a position with common shares is going to be good for you because it keeps you invested. There are a lot of times where people try to um, time the market by closing out this uh, cash secured put and then maybe buying a call with the money that you received in premium and then maybe the stock doesn't go your way and goes down and you lose premium and you lose more than you initially thought you would. And it gets you in this like rut of just like trying to time the ups and downs. But if you have shares on the side, you know that whatever happens from uh, the stock going up or down, you are staying invested. And if it the market does tend to go up, or if the market does decide to go up, which it usually does, I mean, if you zoom out of the SPY graph for the 10-year chart, it only goes up. There's some, there's some splints in time where like there's sharp gaps down or sharp drops down and those are the market crashes right but in if history shows anything it means like buying stock as much as boring as it sounds that's the optimal play but we do things on this podcast or i do things on the podcast or on twitter and i trade on thetagame.com slash juni and strategies that are more than just holding a stock because I find it that's what keeps me interested in the market. But this is me being totally honest with you guys and girls right now. Is like if you want the best return with the lowest amount of risk, you would buy stocks that are, you know, with quote, quote these are air quotations. You would buy good stocks and just hold them and then just continually put in more and more money into stocks. Not saying to go all in, like don't put your $10,000 that you have to your name and your checking account into your portfolio and to buy $10,000 worth of something. I'm saying that like, if you're gonna already play these like riskier options, you might as well start hedging your bets and buying companies that you think are solid. Like, I'm not talking about like the newest DD on Wall Street bets either. I'm talking about like companies that have proven to be able to make a profit and use their profits to grow the business even further. Like I'm talking about those type of companies. Um, just to, again, stay invested so you don't get so headstrong in trying to time the ups and downs. Because there's a lot of times where the market will trade flat and you'll lose on both sides. Or if you bet that the market will stay still, there's a good chance that it's gonna continue to go up. And then if you bet that the market will go down, that bet loses more often than all of the above because the market tends to go up. So I'm just letting you know that the t trying to time the market is extremely hard. There's a reason why not everybody is rich in the stock market, though everyone tries to time the stock market. So just be careful and hope this provided some context. Something to also note is Best Buy, um, is there anything else? Not really. Um, so Best Buy is interesting because they're one of the hot spots to get graphics cards. Um, and they're also the, I'd say like they're the most lenient ones when it comes to um, buying uh, like retail things to flip um, and so if Best Buy you know shows that their e-commerce numbers goes up I'm sure that it's going to be a good thing for Shopify but also Amazon um, 
nothing really much to say beyond just Best Buy being one of the retailers for like tech related products that people have been using. Costco stock has also proved itself to be resilient to pandemics. Um, just look at the stock graph now. There's a major like downshift in price of November, from November last year um, and it's just been bouncing off of March this year and it's at this like double double top right now where the previous high the highest price that Costco has ever been is like in the 388 range and Costco has taken a sharp drop again like I said from last November and now Costco has bounced all the way back up to the 380 range uh, Costco having earnings next week uh, is just going to be a big moment. We're just going to see if it does start correcting from here. Is there going to be a gap up to maybe go past the, the previous high? Um, but just something to keep tabs on because Costco really, like, it, it seems so obvious now looking back. But, yeah, when there's a pandemic happening, Costco seems like it's going to be doing just fine or any sort of big natural disaster if there's Costco still around Costco will be the choice of place to buy toilet paper <laughs> okay uh, the new datagain.com website updates. You can now uh, request what your username is. Uh, this is in response to uh, a lot of the support emails that I follow up on. A lot of people ask like, hey Juni, uh, how do I figure out what my username is? It says when I try to sign up my email is taken. I might have signed up a long time ago. I don't remember my username. And so now um, at the uh, at the login screen, you can now request that you reset your password, but you can also now request that your username gets sent to your thetagain.com email. Okay, uh, today's topic. Uh, we're just, you know, I think of the topic name later or the show episode name later, but I made a tweet this week and it read, losing thousands of dollars when you only have thousands of dollars is not normal. Yes, money doesn't matter, but money makes life for you easier. I wish it wasn't that way, but it is. Start thinking of your future today. It's never too late. If you're one of the fortunate ones that can't relate to this tweet, then congrats. I mean, like, for at least for now. I mean, I feel like a lot of people end up blowing up, right? And I, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. This is not a new um, doomsday call. Like, this isn't Junie saying, oh, you know, everyone's going to blow up eventually because the market's coming. People blow up when the market only goes up, too, right? People decide, oh, this is the top. I'm going to buy puts because we got to go start going down s sooner or later. And they start doubling down into that position. Um, some people, you know, find out about trading stocks. Then they find out about trading options. Uh, and then they're one of the fortunate ones that might, like, look at dating or writing contracts um, prior to even wanting to buy a call. And they're like, wow, this seems like free money. 
And then what happens is they start selling, you know, maybe a cash secure put on AMD. You know, they drop eight racks and make maybe like, I don't know, a hundred, two hundred dollars like a week on that. Uh, and they, you know, have a good win percentage. They get a good amount of premium and they're like, wow, you know, this is fun. This is cool. And then these meme stocks start to show up on Wall Street bets um, or like there's just like a lot of price action on some of these other stocks. Uh, like namely like Tesla or Palantir um, or you know GameStop just like all these other opportunities are popping up but you're doing just fine right or this person is just doing just fine this person is just selling cash secure puts on AMD having a blast getting to know like oh this is how option prices move as we get to expiration dates they're having a good time but then there's these all these other posts about people um, like going in on GameStop and going in on uh, Tesla and you know all these memes are coming up they're funny and you know you laugh and you're like hey you know what I have a good chunk of change that I've made on the, you know this AMD stuff why don't I just buy this lotto ticket for free why don't I just spend a hundred bucks on this out the money call on Tesla and then I'll sell if it goes up um, and then you know that starts to not win right or maybe you do win and then you get hooked right there and you start just doing those exclusively you forget about the cash secure puts you forget about being on the writing side or the sell side and you start going into that type of territory but if you're in that case where you know you are selling puts on um, amd chilling you buy lotto tickets the lotto tickets don't work um then you know there is a possibility that you buy more lotto tickets because you think like, oh man, you know, this event didn't go well, but you know, I'll buy a longer dated option this time, maybe two weeks instead of one week. And then uh, I'll make it, I'll make that money back. Uh, and then say that doesn't work out um, and you lose that money. Then you think, okay, you know what? I'm going to try a, a zero day expiration and I'm going to buy uh, like 20 contracts. So in case if it goes up just like $1, I make like a hundred bucks or something, right? Like those types of like th those types of mentalities from going from like a safe, safer, I'm not going to say like selling puts is absolutely safe because it's not. There's like a lot of ways you can get got that a lot that I've mentioned on the podcast before and I could, you know, just one example. Like what happens if you sold a put on AMD um, and then AMD, uh, there's a huge flaw in the graphics cards and it gaps down to 40 bucks. And so now you're $4,000 down the drain and you're stuck in a red stock position, right? Selling puts is just as dangerous as like, or not as dangerous, but it's dangerous. There's there's a lot of dangers to be had when you're putting in large amounts of money, especially if you only have $8,000 to your name and you're putting, in, putting that stuff in. But I digress. Now we're talking about like, you know, it's easy to go from, you know, this theta gang type of image that you, you know, hear about, you may start listening to the podcast, you start listening to me, you start, you know, reading some, uh, you know, some helpful articles online about selling options. But there's going to come a time where this will get so boring that you venture out and start doing other things. Um, I'm a little bit different, right? Like I have a podcast. I have like 4,000 people or more looking at my trades uh, like per month. It's it's This is normal for me to uphold this like style of trading because that's like my identity on the internet. 
you're a stranger. You no one no one knows you. Like you can do whatever you want. You can trade however you want. So you don't have that pressure to like continue training the same. And that that's how I you know chalk up how I've been able to stay, stay so consistent. Is that like there's just a lot of people watching me. So like I have to like kind of like play by the rules or play play by my rules. And you know if I talk the talk, I gotta walk the walk, right? But you being you know initially inspired getting into theory game type of trades um think like wow this wins pretty often it's not as much as like the people that are buying calls on tesla and gamestop though and there's gonna come a time where you make this switch you're gonna think okay i know how to do i know how to sell a put it's just not fast enough for me and i'm gonna want to just i just want to buy calls now i want to give that a try every time you give something a try and especially if you don't do enough due diligence or learning about the new strategy, which I think most people don't do, right? It's just it's just human nature. You you, you want to make more money. You want to do it fast. You want to do it now. Like I I get that. That's why I don't hound people for like not lo- learning more about a company before investing. Like I totally understand what FOMO is. I still get FOMO a lot of the time. I still read the news. I still I do all of these things that I say, I tell you not to do. I, I might do them a lot less than the, the average person, but I still do them occasionally time to time. And so I'm not saying that deviating from like a strategy is bad, but it'd be nice that if you can just commit to a strategy for like a length of time and then deviate, but deviate with a max loss in mind. And so what would be better um, than the last scenario that I just explained is like, you sell cash secure puts on AMD for a while and you get used to that income coming in, maybe like $100, $200 like a week. Um, and then now when you want to buy calls, you do as much due diligence as you can when you're buying those calls. Like you look up like Bollinger Bands or you look up like technical analysis charts. You pick exact reasons and price points of why you're buying this call and why you're buying this specific date and you have price targets in mind so if you make 50 percent on this option that you bought for 100 and you're able to sell it for 150 that's a great deal for you and you will close it at that time or you say you know what i'm down to lose 100 or make 150 so then i know personally i will not close this option um for a loss uh, at least manual i'll let this expire that's a plan Right, a lot of people get on this rut where they st- they pick up a winning strategy, like just selling cash secure puts. Like, I mean, let's face it, like that this strategy works really well, and that's why you know Theta Game gets a lot of like initial hype. But there's a lot of ways where you can start doing that wrong, or you just deviate too early before you get the fundamentals down of just like understanding how to hold a red position, because it. It's not easy just collecting premium. Like there's a lot of moments where you're just like, wow, I'm really about to be assigned at a bad price. And then you have to really flex your discipline muscles and understand like, okay, I will actually be okay. So I just need to stick in here. Um, but it's hard to do that. It's not It's not easy. It's, I can tell you like, hey, just don't worry about it. But I understand that that's, that's fake advice. Like that's not advice that I'd want to hear. Like, I'm not going to just tell you like, Hey, don't worry about it. What I'd rather tell you is like, Hey, why don't you pick like three prices lower or pick two supports lower than the current price that's at right now. 
and create a plan for you to buy more stock in case if you do get assigned at a bad price and the, therefore post assignment you can start selling nice covered calls that actually make sense that aren't only worth like one or two dollars because the one or two dollar ones are so out the money so when you deviate from a plan and I, you know i could just tell that there's people that are listening to this right now saying like oh juni thinks stay against strategies are so sick so if anyone doesn't do stay against strategy they're not sick it doesn't i don't care what initial strategy you start with like i'm letting you know that this is just a common path i get emails all the time i have uh people respond to my tweets like saying hey juni this really spoke out to me i have a I have a response to this exact tweet that we're talking about today, but I, I don't want to put him on blast. Net, I love you, dude. Um, but like he, he is like one of the poster examples of like what happens when you deviate and you get too headstrong in a new strategy, um, because you're doing already awesome right now. If you're not losing money in the market, I consider you winning because any anything that you're doing in the market where their money is staying flat. I think you're just able to learn and you're getting so much more knowledge so that when good opportunities rise, you're going to be ready, right? It just having your money not go down is a win. But a lot of people want their money to like explicitly go up. And that's the problem is like not enough people have like hobbies outside of the market. A lot of people put a lot of their identity and like how much money they have or like um, how, how like how much they trade right that's the entire bull versus bear thing right like why are you disrespecting or like why are you so mad at someone that has an opposite position than you it's it's because your ego is tied to your play it's tied to your trade it's tied to your money so taking a step back just like understand when you're in this very particular spot of being able to control how your money grows and in, in that respect and how your money shrinks losing thousands of dollars when you only have thousands of dollars is not normal okay like it's funny to see lost porn sometimes like just sometimes there's other times where it's really sad there's like some people that like ask for like literal help on wall street bets um, they say like, you know, I've just been feeling sad today. And I just want to post this here. Like those are the sad ones. And those are the, the, those, I wish I could prevent you all that are listening to this podcast from that happening. But just remember this moment right now. Like, I don't care if you ever blow up. I'm talking to you guys and girls right now. Listen to the podcast. I don't care if you ever blow up. I care if you get ultra sad or you just feel some other type of way because of your loss. Come to the stream and hang out and it's a good wholesome time. Learn more about the market. You know, we'll talk about putting your auto deposit more back in your account so you can hit the ground running and, you know, have a plan of getting back in the market because it's it's a it's a shame that people lose a life-changing amount of money and then decide, hey, you know what? I'm never gonna invest in the stock market again. Which, in some angles and perspectives, like that might be a good thing. Like if if you are one of those people that just took it way too far and you found that you were losing yourself, your identity in the market, then 
I think it's a good fit. But if you are eager to learn and you're in a good attitude to continue like saying like, hey, that was my fault. If you take ownership and accountability of that mistake, I think you deserve a second chance. And I think trading in a safer way on your way back, even if you do continue to lose money, is better than just like quitting it at all. Because there's there's a good there's a good chance that the stock market will bring you in more money than if it sits idle. And because you can just do it at your computer, it seems like almost free money, right? Here's the here's the quotations that you can't see because this is a podcast, but um, it beats putting it in a savings account. Uh, but really, like, are you going to lose to someone that put their money into a savings account? That, that feels bad, right? That person that you sit next to at work or that you stand behind the line in at the coffee shop, that person that doesn't know the difference between a call and a put is doing better than you because you just took this massive loss because you let your ego get in front of you. Um, They're doing just fine. And that I find that to be one of the most helpful ways for me to remember like, Hey, you know what this trade, if it went bad, I don't want the person in front of me in the coffee shop line to be doing better than me in the stock market or just financially in general because, hey, that person didn't put in as much work as I did, as much like learning as I try to do. Um, and like I am, I want to be rewarded for the amount of time I've been in the market. And going back to why I've mentioned before is that just buying stock is the winning strategy. I will I will always pitch that to be the most the, the safest strategy and the best strategy. But it's one of the most boring, right? You don't join thetagame.com, you don't listen to the Theta Game podcast to just listen to someone saying like buy stock. Right? You want to do this for fun and so you should keep it fun. Don't take chunks or don't take plays that are way for you to um, lose on right oh judy that's so obvious like why would anybody take a, do a play that's bigger than they want to lose that sounds that sounds idiotic why why wouldn't they just like do a smaller bet because greed and because ego because fomo because all of these other things that you you cannot see at the time of the trade right and it's it's amazing like what what episode is this this is going to be episode 97 this is I am five episodes away from doing this for oh well I think seven episodes I'm seven episodes away from doing this podcast two years straight two years straight without blowing up with telling people um, like how I've traded or how I continue to trade with you know I didn't have four thousand people looking at my trades in the beginning that's for sure. But now, like, like monthly, I have 4,000 people looking at my trades. And it is beyond me, right, that I can sit here and talk into a mic and tell you all these things do not blow up. But what stayed consistent throughout this entire time beyond me not blowing up is people write in that they listen to the podcast, that they, you know, have traded responsibly before. But, you know, after learning about options and stuff, they got got. It happens. It doesn't matter how much you get told uh, that, you know, this is potentially dangerous. Maybe you shouldn't do this, right? You need to get got to learn. 
And that's why I said in the very beginning of this section of the podcast is like, if you're fortunate enough for this tweet to not be relevant to you, then that's great. But there's going to come a time where you do eventually get got. But if you, or or if you just like make the pact right now, you're listening to the, you're listening to me talking into the mic, and you're saying, you know what, Junior, I'm gonna prove it to you. I'm never gonna get got. I'm gonna make all my positions small and whatever. I'm gonna do this and that. If you make your positions too small, you might not ever make this worth it if unless if you just wanted to primarily just like learn about the market and stuff that's that's whatever that's great you do whatever you want but you need to also just remember that if you do get got after even making that pact you can either write in an email you can meet me and the chat on tuesdays on twitch.tv slash real dating and just chill and hang out there's a lot of people that have gone and got that just go there for like a wholesome place to hang out, learn a little bit more about the stock market, stay like relevant with the stock market. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many people left and right getting got, and especially with all this crypto stuff. I, t- I said the c word. Like I don't, I don't, I don't usually talk about crypto on the podcast, but that recent crash where Bitcoin hit thirty k and Ethereum went below two k, that was a lot of people getting got. Um, and that's beyond stocks, right? Like, but a lot of the ideologies from stocks goes into crypto. It's just finance stuff. Like, don't play with too much that you can't afford to lose, and you know, don't uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, diversify. Like, all of these things that can potentially help. Have a max loss. Look at the supports. Potentially double down at these areas. If you never settle into a strategy or create your own system, you're going to be frantically going in and out of different assets and equity types and just wondering, like, why am I always buying at the top? Why why does everything start to go down when I buy? Or, you know, why is this trading flat right when I buy it? Or, you know, what what the, my strategies I always pick is always in the wrong direction. It's because you need to just find one little chunk of this entire ocean that we call the stock market and work on that chunk find that chunk of water that you can analyze and really understand because trying to you know swim across the atlantic that's not going to happen on your first go right maybe it happens to like like i don't know you just get lucky and there's like one person that bought like a thousand calls out the money on tesla and became like becomes like a like a millionaire overnight those people will always exist okay and that can be you but the other end of that is you losing way more money than you can afford to lose and that actually changing your life right imagine you lose all your money and you can't afford to go on that trip where all your friends are going to this summer because everyone's excited, everyone's vaccinated, everyone's ready to have fun, and you can't go on that trip because you got got in the stock market. That's going to feel super bad. You need to make sure that you have your butt covered because no one's going to do that for you. I can't do that for you. Your friends can't do that for you. Chances are when you're trading, you're not around your friends. You're just on your computer you're on your phone you're making these trades on your own without any sort of filter or any sort of like ability to talk about it in a reasonable way and so that's why sometimes i'm you don't even have to use datagain.com but if you had your own spreadsheet and if you wrote down the reason of why you're entering this position 
it's going to help you immensely because the chances are if you can't think of what to write down or like why you're buying this position other than you hope that goes up then you obviously didn't do enough uh, due diligence on this trade you didn't have price targets in mind you didn't have the profit triggers in mind you don't even have a plan if it goes down are you just going to assume that's going to go up after you buy this what happens if the stock goes down it's these things that are super boring that people don't do um and it's it's going to stay that way it's, it's it's very hard to get people to um get away from the idea that the stock market is like free money right because really you just click on your mouse and somehow your money in your portfolio goes up or down so having that ease of entry into having all these actions that you can do um no one wants to put friction in that right it's like a lot of, a lot of people might say oh i'll just do this by feeling or i'll just um buy a little bit here i, I don't have a plan but sometimes that works if you're just buying stock and so there's this like circle that consistently is happening is in this topic is like you you're gonna get got eventually if you don't get got great but you're gonna get got if you get got go to the stream <laughs> yeah man this was good i feel like this is kind of one of the points that like or these are some of the points that i make in like a lot of podcasts but there's never really been like an episode where i talk about it like this in depth um yeah getting got is real like it's not just something that you that happens to you and you know it you're immune from it you can get got twice you can get got three times it happens it happens to everybody it's happened to me it's if it hasn't happened to you yet it's going to happen to you and if it does happen to you i'm not gonna say oh i told you so because i know how how triggering that is right like i have my limit i'm not gonna try to beat you up when you're down i'll try to beat you up when you're up right i'll try to make you think but it's it's when you're down that like there's there's this like extra layer of like thought i put into my tweets like i understand that like a lot of people are like getting got by the crypto crash a lot of people are getting got um just with like uh what what is it like peloton coin uh neo there's like all these stocks that have been really hyped in this like last year that a lot of people aren't doing well on um but this isn't the time where you just like lecture people this is the time where like you empathize you try to be there for them and you try to like really have points be delivered in a way where people are willing to accept them and that's kind of like my mythology with teaching is like if someone messes up or is feeling sad or bad like that's not the time to like try to drill something in their head like you need to take time for them to reflect on it and then when the market is better like just maybe like give them like a slight reminder of like what might happen or what has happened before and we've made it okay all of these things that's it so i'm gonna go into the outro um today is a very happy saturday tomorrow i get my vaccine but i'll talk about more about just life in general at, uh, after the outro
I want to give a quick extended shout out to my patrons here Bingo Bango, Majajir, Andrew EC, Kim, Mike D, Slow Motion, JZN, Malap, Yegmark, Can't Make Money, IRL, Empty Cans, Onir, Boop2865, Mitch Brady7, JTrain184, Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, McFly, Statistically Random, Tom Hamas, Mr. Integrity, Drevy, Finny Piz, Island Bell, Wheaton, Soups Mojo, Na, Oda, Cheese, Maltman1856, Shyvanas, NM, M. Hayden, Little. Mr. Sneezy, Metal Dum Dum, Grandpa 95, Golami Salami, Leo Jetson, Johnny Five, Fancy Wolf, Bizu, Nate the River, Just Send It, Will Kai, Norfis, Beery, Bad Trader, Chicken Dinner, RR Dine, Over, Slava Litvin, Ivan Yurkinov, Red Green Blue, Roadster 99, Desentia, Taco Tuesday, Arfman, uh, Lord Skeletor, Rodovan 1986, Lady Reservist, The Jester, Krispy Kreme Boy, Ermes Kaput, Rustier, Shifty, AG, and Ensis 88. Nice. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theory Game, where I stream on at six p.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash Real Theory Game. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theory Game. You can email me at juni at theorygame.com. Theory Game is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with the Theory Game referral code is a huge help. Uh, that's Theory Game, one word, all caps. Um, let me see. Yeah, I have a, I have this like note here. Follow up on Mini Fridge. If Mini Fridge held up the McFlurry while you ate the meal. Oh, oh, because I was recording the was I recording the podcast and I was gonna go get McDonald's. Was that it? Um, I don't remember putting the McFlurry in the Mini Fridge. I think I just kept it on my desk while I ate it. So that's the update. <laughs> might be, might be, might be. Um, yeah. Oh, I I go home in about like a week. Like a week and a half, I go home in about uh, yeah, a week and a half. Um, what else is new? I get my second shot. I get, um, I think I have Moderna. Uh, yeah, I get it tomorrow. Um, uh, what, what else? What else? Stock market is doing pretty, pretty well. IMO like it's it had a sharp drop off, but it's rebounding pretty nice. I feel pretty good about it. Um, just in general, like I'm down for it to trade flat. Like I'm happy if it trades flat. If it goes up, that's great too. I'm only worried if we're at an inflection point, and I feel like the inflection point is not so much a risk. Just I mean, a lot depends on Monday and Tuesday open, but I I feel like the sentiment is a lot better. It seems like there's less panic, right? Like I feel like when I was talking about the inflection points of like the last podcast there was a lot of like oh kathy woods and uh, margin calls and um just like michael burry being right about tesla like all this stuff like that pointed that the market would go down and that there'd be like a liquidation of everything that's the type of news that gets to me especially during an inflection point right i treat oogla boogla all the same some of my oogla boogla that i particularly like is supports and i like the exponential moving average the ema um so if we like for example breach a support and then we go below a 200 ema that's kind of like my oh my gosh this is not going to look good type of mentality but we're not close to there yet so i'm not gonna bring that up um but it the sentiment is nice. I, I wish the futures were open just so I can like tell you guys and girls what they are, but right now it's Saturday, so it's not really importante for the open. 
Um, what else? I, I don't think there's particularly anything else. I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, if you. Nah. No. 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 No, I'll say that for I'll say that for next time. I will see everybody in the next podcast episode uh, next uh, probably Sunday. Um, otherwise, uh, I'll see everybody on the Tuesday Twitch live stream at six p.m. Pacific time. Later. <laughs>